0: What compliments Lowry Markinen the best? That's the focus. The answer is talent, but it's also shooting. And we do it next on Locked On Jazz. pow you are locked on jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz called Locked on Jazz. All right, Lowry marketing is our cornerstone piece, the most improved player of the year, our starting All-Star. How do you complement Lowry marketing both in the draft and in the off-season? We'll look at that. Then we'll look appropriately at the shooters and the numbers of this draft. Who are the shooters? By the way, Leaf too will be joining us Thursday, maybe even Friday if we run out of time on Thursday to break down the numbers and what he's seeing the draft. So major draft shows coming up later this week every day uh, for you. And um, the uh, we'll look at the West Final Four is getting close now of like who's still left. What do we learn from that? Plus, we'll play our lottery. Uh, as we do. We, we had our successful lottery yesterday, if you are with us on the show, um, so we'll see whether or not we can have the same thing happen again today, and then this would have been our lucky week, and that would be bad. We don't want this to be our lucky week. This is your daily podcast from the Utah Jazz. It's called Locked on da- Jazz, and hopefully each and every day we give you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and make it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day. We are free. We are available on all podcasting apps we are also on youtube join the community five-star reviews are always appreciated and be a part of our everydayers get people that listen each and every day be a part of the group thank you so much uh, for all of you that are and uh did want to point out give a little shout out if i could we've had some reviews come in after i you know mentioned that we hadn't had them in a while it's fun to see them kind of pop back up on the five-star reviews so special thanks to K.72. The show is highly entertaining, analytically driven. Look at the Jazz Locke is just as great as usually is play by play. That's nice. The show evaluates trades, draft picks, films, etc. So thank you very much. Best way to keep up with the Jazz. Appreciate K. Dot Seventy Two. Nice every day for the nice review there on iTunes. All right. So Lowry marketing's terrific, and we hit gold by getting him. I'm st- I don't know what what you know. Is he Jimmy Butler? Right? Like, is he doing that? Is he LeBron? Is he doing that? Uh, is he Devin Booker last night? Is he doing that? So, I don't know yet. Right? Devin Booker finished with 47 points, 8 rebounds, and 10 assists last night. Um, as Phoenix really... I, I, I just thought, look, prime for the taking in that whole series. But that's a side note. Um, you know, I think that's still a big question of whether Lowry's got that. Um he's pretty intense, pretty focused, pretty driven. All the right characteristics, but that's that's super different. And that's kind of what's getting teams to the next level right now. So the first thing quite honestly about complimenting Lowry is the question overstates Lowry a tiny bit. Lowry might compliment somebody else by the time we're done. And I think that's totally fine. Lowry may be the second best player on a championship team. Not the best player. But he's great. He's an all-star. He started an all-star game. He's one of the five most efficient offensive players in the NBA. He's terrific. You're going to win a lot of games just because you have Lowry going, if he does what he did last year, scoring 25 points at 50, 40, 90 category. You just win games. That, That efficiency wins, is so unique, it wins you games. So, I think when you look at when you look at that, you, you have to say, okay, now what does complement him? Like, understanding the first premise here, let's discuss what complements him. This is where Lowry's super special. He can play any of three positions for more than 15 minutes a night. So I don't think he can be your starting center, but I do think he can play center for 15 to 20 minutes of your night. In fact, I kind of believe our 48 minutes of center is going to be, before we're done, 30 minutes of Walker and 18 minutes of Lowry. I think we're going to play 18 or 20 minutes a night of Lowry's as our five, super spread out. So you can play with Lowry as your three, like Cleveland did, You can and we did most of the year. You can play him as a four, which is probably the most natural spot for him. And you can play him as a five. What I think makes him special is when he plays as the three or the five, you've done something unique and different. So when he's at your three, you're probably playing three seven-footers or close. And there's really something to that. So if you can find a power forward that's long and athletic and can shoot, now, of course, at that point, you now have an all-star, like a 6'10", 6'11", player who can slide in between, you know, any defensive position, and you suddenly can go... 7-1, 7-1, 6-10, 6-11. Seven one seven one six ten six eleven. I think Jared Vanderbilt with a shot. Um, that's the first I think idea. Or think Kelly Olynyk with some longer athleticism, right? Like I think Kelly's perfect because he can ball handle and shoot and play make and do all sorts of things. He just is not particularly great on the defensive end. You saw little signs of it with those two. And obviously, if you're going to win, you need somebody at each of those positions who plays it a little differently. So I actually then, and then the flip side is, okay, well, who can play? Then the other one is who plays that might start as a two, slide to a three, or somebody that, you know, if it's high level talent, they're probably a natural three, which now means Lowry's a four. So it's a little hard. Like if you add like Jeremy Grant as a free agent, it's pretty neat because you can do a lot of these things. But Jeremy Grant's going to start as your three, and maybe you decide Jeremy Grant as 6'9 as is, is, is good enough to play the kind of role I just talked about. I was thinking about somebody probably a little bigger, really to try to take a unique line, and I just think the game's going to get huge. Um, upcoming, Grant's only listed at 6'8". Officially, you know, if, he's, if it's a 6'8", 210 guy, then what you've done is you've slipped Lowry to the four where it's less special. The uniqueness of Lowry is I think when he's at the five, and you suddenly have surrounded him with shooters, and now you guys, you're really going to work. He's a pretty good rim defender. You're going to have to have some gang rebounding. You're able to get out and run. You're playing in massive space, and you're rolling. And then your other one is when you're just mammothly big defensively. And then Lowry's playing off the pin downs, playing off the movement. The the other thing where Lowry's at his best is when Lowry is playing off his pin downs, playing off his movement. So what, get, what helps you there? Well, one... Anyone else that can att- attract attention. So if you can be running something Will Hardy did really well this year, run actions on both sides of the floor. In other words, if if Lowry's coming off a pin down on this side and you've run a pick and roll at the top with someone flaring out to the wing and somebody's in that corner, there's a lot going on. Lowry gets open because the floor is space and the floor is available. That probably means somebody was a threat with the basketball. Because part of that threat that keeps Lowry open is that everyone's worried about the action at the top that somebody can go to work and can be a threat with the basketball. And so a driving, scoring, dynamic, dynamic just means moving, um, guard, so driving, scoring, wiggling, um, distributing, scoring, guard would be fabulous in that circumstance. Uh, So we suddenly, this is where I kind of go to talent. But, and a backcourt scorer would relieve a lot of the burden on Lowry. But I do think one of the most important kind of aspects to this conversation is Lowry's ability to play the seven foot three. I think with the way the game's going, size wise, you really would like to go get six five, six five, seven one, six ten, six eleven, seven one as your starting lineup. And then as the game goes on. If you have that six five six five, and you have another like your fifth, your sixth man is is not a small guard, is another six 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 seven guy, then your six 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 seven, then you've slid somebody in, and Lowry's at seven one at your center. To me, that's where you you know I you'd like to go. Bottom line is, it's just talent. We just need more talent. I mean, when we look at the final four later in the show. It's just really special dudes still playing. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray are just special dudes. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are just special dudes. Right? If Steph's still playing, that's just one of the five greatest players to ever play the game. LeBron's the greatest player to ever play the game. Like, I think a little bit of the problem in Memphis right now is I'm just not sure anyone's that special. Damn good. But that's special. Like, that's kind of what you got to be. Joel Embiid's that special. Jason Tatum's that special. wasn't the other night, but that is that. So I'm not sure Lowry's that special yet. I haven't seen it. He's got a lot of pieces of that puzzle that make him pretty special. The size, the shot, the will, the the want to. But I go with talent first. Then the second thing is compliment his versatility because that's his greatest strength. And then three, Danny said it, we need shooting. We need shooting. So, on that note, let's look at the NBA draft numbers of who are the shooters. Who are the true shooters that are in this draft? Leif Tulin will join us on Thursday and he'll really break it down with some of the kind of areas where maybe our numbers have flaws and don't. But we'll look next at those in the past that were shoot, we classified as shooters. Those in the past we classify as red flag non-shooters. Because you know what? If you can't shoot, you can't play after April 15th. And we'll look at that all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you by the ultimate GM. The great game. Kind of takes me back. I think I might. I'm, a, I'm on a plane flight today. I think you're going to see me playing Ultimate GM on the plane today. It's just that much fun. It takes me seriously back to my childhood when I was playing All Star Baseball, the little spinner, or playing Stratomatic or Status Pro. Those are all board games. Or then when I I loved EA Sports for the season thing. I was never like the video. I wanted to like manage the team. That's what you do with Ultimate Pro GM. It's absolutely terrific. You uh, download the app and test it out yourself because it is. So much fun. And with the promo code locked on, we give you a 100% boost to your team. So you make all the player personnel moves. You make all the challenges. You make all the trades. You get the historic dynasty. You're in simulation mode. Uh, it's super fun. Pretty addicting. It makes you feel like you're in it. Uh, I, I always feel like EA Sports Madden, those things. If I start playing, them, I'm I like, I'm start to think about them during the day. That's what's happened with Ultimate Pro basketball GM as well. So go to ProBasketballGM.com uh, or that's ProBasketballGM.com for Ultimate Basketball GM and start your dynasty today. Locked On Jazz listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise while using the promo code Locked On in the game store, so make sure you check it out. Download the game, visit ProBasketballGM.com, scan the code, uh, look it up on the app store. That's probasketball GM. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at PrizePix. So much fun. You can get 100% deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKED ON at Prize Picks. All the Major League Baseball games going on right now, all of the NBA games going on right now, plenty of chances to get involved. You pick two to five players, and you have a chance to win up to 25% of your money over at Prize Picks. Promo code LOCKED ON gets you $100 back. If you put in $100, $75 if you put in $75, and $50 if you put in $50. So don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for your instant deposit match up to $100. No competing against others. It's just you against the projections. It's at Prize Picks. It's a super fun way to stay involved in this offseason. Go have some fun with Prize Picks, but don't forget to use that 100% deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. Tip of the hat to the everydayers who are out there, part of the group. Throw your name out there in the YouTube so I can check it out later today and see the comments and see your everydayer. Give yourself a shout-out if you're an everydayer. You deserve it. We greatly appreciate you drive this show. Um, All right, let's look at shooters. By the way, leaf Tuline, as I mentioned, joining us Thursday and Friday. Hopefully Thursday. We get it done. If we don't, we'll look at Friday. All right, let's go back years past. Here are the shooters that we red-flagged. And yesterday, if you were listening you found out that some of our numbers were not great. So let's go with the guys that are non-shooters. So these are guys that were in the bottom third, 33 percentile or below in spot-up shooting and and catch-and-shoot shooting. Okay, Jarrett Culver came out as a real problem. R.J. Barrett was close, by the way, at 41% on catch-and-shoot. Jarrett Culver, uh, Cam Radish... Spot up and overall both were problematic. 33% and 27%. Pretty interesting. Brandon Clark um, as well. Uh, Nazar Little, 22% spot up, 20% overall catch and shoot. Romeo Lankford, 23% catch and shoot. Okay. Like our early indicator here on those in the 2019 draft is those all turned out to be, in fact, red flag problems. All right. Let's look at our... Interesting, by the way, on catch-and-shoot, not spot-up, but catch-and-shoot, Anthony Edwards, 32%. He certainly worked through it. Isaac Okoro, 18% on catch-and-shoot. Killian Hayes, 20% on all catch-and-shoot. Uh, Patrick Williams was 32% on spot-up, 54% on catch-and-shoot. Precious Achua, 23% on spot-up and 29% on ca- overall catch-and-shoot. Um, the one who's defied us on some things is Tyrese Maxey, was in the 20th percentile on catch-and-shoot. And then um, Isaiah Stewart, big man, uh, had some problematic numbers uh, as well. So, all right, in 2021, our red flag shooters—if you can't shoot, you can't play after April 15th. Is my viewpoint. You can kind of sneak through a regular season, but once we get to the playoffs, you can't shoot. Your Isaac Okoro—it's hard to play. You kind of look around the playoffs right now. You see that James Booknight, 14%, 11% in the 2021 draft has not parlayed into much yet. Uh, Zaire Williams, 15% and 16% from Memphis, not playing in the playoffs right now. Very athletic, very talented. We'll see whether he puts it together. Um, JT Thor was a young player who uh, couldn't shoot in college. He's 6'10", is in Charlotte. All right. Uh, In the 2022 draft, whose numbers were really good, interesting, Jalen Williams, the Arkansas product who turned out to be a pretty good shooter this year at 40% um overall walker kessler was 23 and 13 percent, but he's seven feet so we're not going to worry about it and um that those were the red flag shooters for the draft last year just very few numbers that were red flag this year quite a few who are our red flag shooters in this year's draft uh, below 33%. By the way, Scoot Henderson's at 37 on catch and shoot. That'll be my first question I Leaf to lean of how much we should worry about this. Amon Thompson's high school number is a 37% on catch and shoot. So both those avoid being red flagged. Victor Yama is a 32% on spot ups, 55% overall. Again, they all avoid being red flagged, but they're close. Nick Smith, 34% spot up, 41% catch and shoot. Uh... Jalen hood Shafino, 22% spot up, 32% catch and shoot. That one red. That one really would make me nervous. Julian Phillips, 20%. Julian Phillips, if you don't know who he is, because I don't, uh, so I'll tell you. Uh, by the way, Ju- uh, Jalen hood Shafino, Indiana, 6'6", 213 point guard. Uh, this is a 6'8", freshman, 200-pound, small forward. Uh, Julian Phillips out of Tennessee, 20% spot up, 12th percentile catch and shoot. Leonard Miller, who's a really interesting project out of the G League, prospect out of the G League, is uh, 29% on catch and shoot. Ra- Rayan Rupert, the Frenchman, is 14% on spot up, 20% on catch and shoot. Um, Derek Lively's a big. Um, a guy who I do like in a lot of his numbers is Amari Bailey. He's right on the edge, 33% on spot up, but then a really high catch and shoot at 77 percentile, so probably does not get put into that group. Um, and think that is it so those are our red flag shooters in this draft here are the guys from the so again just to review that really the red flag shooters in this draft some guys that were right on the edge but Jalen Hood Safino, Nick Smith Julian Phillips all come out as maybe the ones that are the red flag shooters some other guys right on the cusp of it on just a weird draft class with numbers just does not does not look great all right here are the great shooters the guys that were in 90 percentile, maybe above great shooters um, on both catch and shoot or spot up or awfully close um, to that. Kobe White, 95%, 93%. DeAndre Hunter was good, 76-90. Brandon Clark was 92% in spot up, but not good on the other, which was kind of weird. PJ Washington, 85-93. Turned out he could really shoot. Cameron Johnson, 97%, 97%. Turned out he could really shoot. Keldon Johnson, eighty-one seventy-nine was pretty strong in that class. Rui Hashimura was good on spot-ups, not good on catch-and-shoot. And, shoot. Um, and uh, Ty Jerome, 98%, 97% in that class. In the 2020 class, shooting's a pretty good indicator. The ball either goes in or it doesn't off your hands. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton was 98%, 99% spot-up, 98% catch-and-shoot. Uh, obviously, one of the the great shooters in our game as well, uniquely. Devin Vassell, 80-87, pretty good. Kyrie Lewis Jr. out of New Orleans, 86-88, and then had the ACL. Sadiq Bay, 98-98. Aaron Neesmith, 95-90. Some pretty good numbers there. Sadiq Bay turned out to be a pretty nice player. Malachi Flynn was above average in both um, and gets mentioned. Desmond Bain, 90 percentile spot-up, 76 percentile catch and shoot, pretty strong. All right, 2021 class. Guys that were really, really good. Uh, Davion Mitchell, actually, who turned out to not be a very good pro shooter, was 89% and 91%. Uh, Corey Kispert, 95% uh, and 81%. Jared Butler, 98%, 98%. Uh, obviously has not panned out. Uh, Trey Murphy III, 91 89 Chris Duarte, 94 95 in that draft. And in last year's draft class, the guys that were bona fide real shooters, Jabari Smith. 94-84. Keegan Murray, 85-75. Turned out to be pretty good. A.J. Griffin, 91-95. Pretty good. Malachi Branham, 82-89. I think he'll be very good in San Antonio. Ochai Abaji, 83-89. Jalen Williams, Santa Clara, 97-97. So pretty good track record on this on both sides of it. So who are the bona fide shooters in this year's NBA draft that would complement Lowry marketing? Brandon Miller. 89%, 82, likely to go two or three in the draft. Cam Whitmore, 86% out eight in spot and shoot, 84 in catch and spot up, 84 in catch and shoot. All right. Jordan Hawkins out of Connecticut won the national championship, 97% spot up, 88% catch and shoot. Darik Whitehead out of Duke, a little bit bigger, 6'7", 210, 85% and 94%. We'll talk to Leaf about him because he's got some interesting Numbers. Uh, Bright Senspa at Ohio State, 74%, 95% on catch and shoot. So, some good shooters here. Trey Alexander out of Creighton, sophomore shooting guard, 6'4, 92% spot up, 90% on catch and shoot. Jet Howard, 86% on spot up, 75% on catch and shoot. Julian Strother, 97% and 93%. So, there are some shooters here. Market Sasser out of Houston probably falls into that as well. And then our guy Isaiah Wong comes out at 74, 78, is our late non-drafted guy that we love. So bona fide shooters. Julian Strother out of Gonzaga. Jed Howard strong. Trey Alexander out of Creighton. Bona fide, Bryce Sensbaugh really good. Dariq Whitehead strong. Taylor Hendricks UC Florida is above average at both, but not elite. Jordan Hawkins, elite, probably the best shooter in the draft statistically. Cam Whitmore and Brandon Miller are the ones that come out as your shooters for this NBA draft. All right, we'll look at what happened last night in the NBA as we begin to form our Final Fours, unless you're in Boston, and then it didn't happen. I always think Final Four is the goal, and then you see what happens from there. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. If you're looking for tickets, last-minute tickets, looking for tickets to a great event, use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off right now at GameTime. GameTime's really cool because whenever you're buying tickets, there's a nervousness to it, right? Are they real? Are they bona fide? Do I get a good seat? Am I looking through some big, huge stanchion? And GameTime takes care of all those things. GameTime guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section, a row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Okay, game time gives you exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts. So are you worried about, oh, maybe I could get a better price somewhere else and you in an endless search. You don't have to worry about it. Um, get, they give you images of your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what you're looking at to, for it to take away that stress. They buy tickets in a matter of seconds and two taps. They eliminate that stress and the tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you're never digging through your email. So when you start thinking about buying tickets, you worry about whether they're legit. You're weathering about whether you got the best deal, what the ticket traction will like. They eliminate all of it. So you walk into the arena, you walk into the stadium, and you're feeling good. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem your code LOCKED ON NBA for $20 off. Download Game Time now. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, time for us to decide who our Nissan Electric Player of the Week is. Well, that's pretty easy. He led the show today, and he's going to have to be our Nissan Electric Player of the Week for us to talk about as well. Why? Because he is Lowry Markinen, who is our ARIA Electric Player of the Week, as he wins, and congratulations to Lowry for winning the most improved player in the NBA. And if there's no, when you think of Lowry, you have to be thinking of powerful, fierce power, along with a level of elegance to his game, stunningly powerful at seven feet tall, and elegantly powerful with the grace by which he gets his shots off. And those are the characteristics of the new 2023 Nissan Aria, which pins your seat to the power. Pin your pin you to your seat power. Premium intelligence all in one EV. It's Nissan Aria 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at nissan.u, nissanusa.com. That's nissanusa.com. And congratulations to Lowry Martin, who not only is the most improved player in the NBA, he's also the Nissan Aria player, electric player of the week. All right. So last night in the NBA, uh, Minnesota put up a battle. Anthony Edwards was really good again. He had hell of a playoff series. Congratulations to Keel Alexander-Walker. That is so cool. He played 38 minutes. Jaden Williams out and guarded. Jamal Murray's best he could. Murray had 35. Um, But really, that was super cool. Uh, Minnesota finally got a big outing out of Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, But, you know, Jokic probably had one of his worst games of his career. Towns guarded him beautifully with Gobert hovering. They went to the old Derek Favors, Rudy Gobert approach. And... Um... Really, just pretty awesome to watch. You know, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic back together. Last time they were healthy, they went to the conference finals, and they'll have a chance against Phoenix coming up. There's the thing on all these teams is they're super thin. Like you're getting the playoffs. He played six guys last night. Jeff Green for 19 minutes of not very good minutes, and then Christian Brown played six minutes, and you just didn't see anyone else. And a little bit of the same thing on the Minnesota side. They're due to injuries. Um, the Clippers, Norman Powell had another monster night. Mason Plumley, who I love, had 20 and 10. And they gamed it. Phoenix, to me, just looks like they were there for the taking. Phoenix got a fifth starter problem. Josh Kogie cannot be playing 33 minutes. T- Torrey Craig, 17 minutes, didn't even get got one shot off. Like, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre and Kevin Durant are awesome. And then it's over. It just falls off the map. Durant played 44, Booker played 42. That third quarter by Booker was just absurd. And that's the level you have to have. Like that you can look at all their flaws, but Booker goes for 25 points in a third on 10 of 11 shooting. I didn't really think this was a late game watch cuz they were up by 15 with like 5 minutes left and I like got down to one or two and then they forgot Kevin Durant was on their team for a while. Atlanta Trey Young was crazy last night. Trey Young just not thrown a pass. I'm not joking. He has not thrown a pass since the 34050 mark of the with the game Trey Young did not throw a pass in the final 350 of the game. now to Trey Young's credit I guess I think it's a little weird um to Trey Young's credit he scores six, eight, nine, 10 11, 14 points in the final 330 while not passing. And he does it on nine possessions. So it's hard to complain. Like 14 points and nine possessions. Just weird. I mean, he's little, so when he drives, it's hard for him to pass. But he's one of the best paint passers in the league. It's not like he does, didn't pass the rest. Now he had 13 assists, but he is a little bit of one of those who passes once it's an assist. Atlanta's weird to me. They just make so many bonehead, non focused plays. I mean, DeAndre Hunter, like, I'm losing, like, he's got such good numbers. He's everything you dream of in a player, and then I watch him, and I find myself yearning for him to do more. Kungu, who's, again, another one is like, terrific athlete, incredible player, like, seemingly just turns off on possessions. It's weird. Uh, Boston got torched last by the TNT guys after the game. I'm not sure I thought they were as bad as they did, but um, they definitely did not, you know, they didn't, a championship team closes that one out last night. That's that was not good by Boston. Boston has a huge advantage that Milwaukee's on the ropes. And if Milwaukee's going to win this, they're going to be exhausted by the time they go into their next series. Philadelphia is sitting waiting, and Boston had a chance to close this thing out and get the rest, and Philadelphia and Boston with a major rest advantage. They didn't do it. That's bad. That's the real issue. That's what's bad. Um I don't actually have a lot of late-game watch thoughts on either of those two games. I apologize. I, just, I mean, Trey Young just came up the, and shot every time. Um, and Al Horford was willing to switch. He played Robert Williams into the drop. I mean, he read things pretty well to his credit. Like, that's, if I'm going to give Trey Young some real credit, he he clearly understands the game at a high level. He's trying to get, you know, he went and got Robert Williams on the right wing. He knew he would drop. He pulled for the three. When he got Al Horford, he knew he was driving. He understood exactly what he was trying to do. He's, he lined it up each time, exactly as he intended. And then on the final play with Jalen Brown now guarding him, he knew he didn't have enough time to get him off him. And so he just pulled. All right, let's do our lottery. We get the third pick last time. We got Scoot Henderson because Detroit took Brandon Miller second. So let's see what happens today. Here's our lottery. Jazz start at 9, 16, and 28. Leaf Tulane will give us some ideas of 9, 16, and 28, who we want. The Washington Wizards get the number one pick of the draft. The Toronto Raptors, with their new head coach, get the number two pick of the draft. San Antonio goes to three. Portland goes to four, jumps to four. Wow. Detroit, 17 and 65, slides all the way to five. That's their worst scenario. Houston at 22 and 60 goes to six. That's their worst scenario. Charlotte at 27 and 55 slides to seventh. This would not make tanking worth it. Orlando, eight. Indiana, nine. And Utah slides to 10. Dallas loses their pick. To New York with 11. Chicago's pick goes to Orlando, Oklahoma City, and New Orleans. So there's our 10th pick slide. That happens to us as well. And you'll hear from Leaf lean about Cason Wallace, whether or not that's the guy we would want in this draft, and I don't know whether he can get to 10 or not. We'll be talking about it tomorrow. With him, Locked on NBA Big Boards, Leaf Tulane on Locked on Jazz. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be a part of the show. Thanks to the everydayers. We greatly appreciate you. This has been Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast in the Utah Jazz. The Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.